Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Mockney. I'm Kang News. I'm CL Kita. I'm Drama Geek. And I'm Key Drama Jen. Don't forget <laughs> that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we released exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And we have a brand new perk for our kimchi VIPs. We now have a Discord server where we are chatting about all the latest dramas and news. So if you want to talk with all the fangirls, come join us on Patreon. You can find the link in our show notes. Guys, it is season five. How crazy is this? Wow. I know. And I am so excited to start with an end of year podcast to get things going. I know that this year has been slightly different than past years just because there's so much content out there. Um, so many new places to watch K-dramas. And so we're, we've all been watching different things like in different places because unlike, you know, five years ago, there's so many options and we all have different tastes. So it's going to be an awesome end of year where we have all watched lots of different stuff. And so because we have so much to discuss, we're going to cut this podcast into two episodes. The first will be airing this week and the second next week. And for those of you who are on our Patreons, I will be releasing these two podcasts combined the first week. So you'll have the complete end of your review a week early. So if that's something you're interested in taking advantage of, check out our Patreon page link in the show notes and you can have all our thoughts a week early. So that's kind of an exciting perk. So let's start. Okay, and we're going to launch right out of the gate with our favorite ensemble cast. And as soon as I saw this, I knew. Hometown, (laughs) cha-cha-cha. That was a no-brainer. I loved the whole village. I did not think, I've said this many times, but that that was one of those dramas that they were playing all the tropes up in the first two episodes and then turned them on their heads and made it so much fun after that. And I was so grateful. And I fell in love with that entire village. I agree. They were on my list. Yeah. So for me, um, my favorite ensemble cast, I have two. <laughs> Surprise. Are we surprised? Of course no. you do. I have three, so it's okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. So I have two. One is um, the ensemble cast of Red Sleeve with um, Junho, but Ooh. it's really, it's all the court ladies. I adore the um, dowager uh, queen. Like, oh my gosh, yes, it's just fantastic. The like, I just have really, and the court ladies, so courtly, so, and even the the king's guard, just they're just all really, really great. So that's one of my favorite, and as as well as Racket Boys, I think that the kids in that show did really well, um, as well as like just the villagers and kind of give, giving us that village vibe feel so those are my two choices um i'm gonna just preface all of this with one i have multiple choices for every single answer because (laughs) i just want to make sure if somebody else mentions one that i have on my list that i can mention something else so i have lots of answers for everything and two because we did a mid-year review of what we liked toward the beginning of the year There are some that I may have mentioned and loved at the beginning of the year. And I might not mention now just because I don't want to leave out stuff that we watched in the other half of the year. So um, for ensemble cast, my number one choice um, is Yumi Cells. 
And I have to say it's the cells that make up the <laughs> great ensemble cast. Cause I do like the humans, of course. I like the humans in it and everything, but I just thought that it, especially since at the beginning, I didn't really like the cell part. I thought it was a little <laughs> bit too cartoony and everything, but then I ended up falling in love with them. And I just love, I even watched like behind the scenes to see like the recording, them recording their voice acting and stuff. <laughs> So uh, Yumi Cells is, is probably my number one choice. And then I do need to do a quick shout out for Squid Game because like that show was like the epitome of a great ensemble cast of making memorable characters that everybody um, is dressing up like and all of that. So I thought that Squid Game had a really good ensemble cast as well. I didn't put oh. Squid Game out, and then I'm all like, "Oh, you're right. That was yeah. so good." Yeah, no, they had one of the best songs on the So mine were also I second Racket Boys. Again, mm-hmm. this writer does ensemble cast so well, and all the characters have so much heart and really good story arcs, and I just love them. My other ones were more earlier in the year, half year in. Word of Honor, of course, was like just everywhere at the beginning of the year. I love the ensemble cast, all the side characters. It was really well performed and executed. And then of course, hospital playlist (laughs) too. Pun intended, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. And then hospital playlist too rounds out my favorites. Um, Again, how do you not love these characters? I didn't love it as much as our season one, but the continuation of their story was just really solid and they're just awesome characters. I agree. I had them on my longer list. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you guys, I finished so few dramas, so few. So my, my list is really short this year. I have to say that my favorite ensemble cast would have to be Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. Unless we count my rewatch of Come and Hug Me. <laughs> the yearly rewatch. It's my be yearly on, rewalks. It's going to be on the end of year review for the next 50 years. Exactly. <laughs> it is. I, I did a lot of rewatching this year. I, I needed the comfort. Re-watch. I did. Of, of serial killers. <laughs> I love it. it was Christmas. It was serial killers. I've been slaying and slaying. <laughs> it's been amazing. <laughs> Hmm. Um, so our next category is breakout performance, but I did just want to take a second to say that this past year has been just personally very difficult. Um, a lot of just loss and just a lot of difficult things. So for me, um, I also started a lot of dramas and then didn't necessarily finish them until recently I tried to binge through a few Um, And then just also just on a very personal note is that I did have COVID and I still have long COVID. And so sometimes that affects my memory. And so for me, because I don't use my drama list, I will actually be watching, like enjoying um, a, a drama and then forget about it from week to week. So binging works really well for me, but I just wanted to share because I have not been as active this year. And I think all of us have our own situations going on, either because of the pandemic or personal loss or whatever. But I just wanted to share that with our listeners, um, just so that you're aware that there are definitely extenuating circumstances. So if 
you know, and as Kimi has shared, many of us watch different things this year. So, so no shame for CLK to saying that she hasn't really finished that many because um, I'm in that same boat for sure. So our topic is breakout performance. And for me, what I chose for this one is Jung Ho Yun. She was in Squid Game and mm. she was the North Korean. Um, and I just thought she was amazing. I loved her character. The fact that she really hadn't been in, in anything before and she just sort of rocketed to stardom, I think is the perfect example of a breakout performance in the true sense of the word. So um, I choose Jung Ho Yun from Squid Game. So mine is um, Han Sohee. She was, um, this year she was in two different dramas, nevertheless, which was very steamy with another mm-hmm. person who I feel like has a breakout this year, but I will leave that <laughs> hopefully to somebody else. But, and then she was a complete opposite person character in my name. And she, yeah. as far as like um, actresses that I'm going to watch for action, she's one I'm like, super excited about and hope she gets more because she just was phenomenal and before this year I had not paid attention to her at all so I am uh that's why I picked her because she just she did such a great job in both of them I I watched a little bit of nevertheless I didn't watch all of it but she was amazing so I also had Han Sohee with mm-hmm. on my list. Um, she's just such a good job. She's really found her place in the more mature and gritty Netflix series. I think uh, she's definitely an actress that's willing to go to that extra. I look like crap because I just got everything beaten out of me. Look that a lot of actresses won't do. So kudos to her. Another breakout performance for me is uh, from a show that I'm pretty sure I was the only one that watched, and that is Ku Kyo Huan from DP, and he plays mm-hmm. opposite, um, oh goodness, I can't remember his name now, but he's an actor that we've liked for years now. Dong Han? Uh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So he plays opposite that actor, but totally holds his own, and I would even say he like made me focus on him more than I even do on the other actor. Cause he is so dynamic and charismatic and screen presence. And I know there's going to be a second season. And so I'm kind of excited to see him in that. And I hope he goes on to some other works cause he's very talented. See, and I thought y'all would already take mine and you haven't. So I guess mm. I'm grateful, but Tong Jun Song <laughs> who was in both move to heaven and racket boys. Oh I- Yes. Are yeah, you skipping I me? <gasps> I am. So sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Go right now ahead. that I'm rolling. <laughs> you roll with it. Roll with it. Mm. Okay. And if I stole your dude, I'm sorry. No, I didn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So remember, just- there were no mustaches and no shorty shorts. So <laughs> I was out. <laughs> they were well, middle schoolers. I'm- so it was, was a different like- racket. Yeah. Right. And I just, I I couldn't wrap my head around it. So I didn't watch it. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure there was mustache and shorty shorts for EJ Hoon in um, Move to Heaven, but nobody wanted to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, so Tong Jun Song, he just, he showed his, his breadth 
mm-hmm. between those two dramas this year. And I was super impressed with him. I did not finish Racket Boys, but from what I saw in what I did watch, I was I was impressed. He pulled it off well. And then I also have to give honorable mention to a couple of the idols that were in imitation because Yunho from ATs and Park Yuri, who is he's one of those produce 101 kids. They both, I mean, for an idol drama, that thing got rushed through production to fill the spot of a drama that ended up being canceled. And they did, for what they had to work with, they did a fabulous job. And I believe it was the first role for both of those boys. And it was, I mean, they still felt like green actors, but they didn't feel like they didn't know what they were doing, if that makes sense. And so I was just, I was happy to watch them and happy to see them succeed at something that was brand new to them. So my dog feels very strongly about all of this and we will hear him bark and I apologize. Um, I always, when we talk about breakout performances, I always go to like the little kids and, and like, who do I want to see grow up on the screen? And for me, it is Kim and so from hometown cha-cha-cha. She oh. is the the little girl that um, goes up on the stage and she does mm-hmm. the dance and she's in love mm-hmm. with the idol. You guys, she's so freaking adorable. <laughs> she and is. She's a good, and I have this thing about face acting. So I need somebody who has facial expressions. My biggest complaint about certain actors and actresses is their faces don't change. So whenever I see a kid who's who's able to show different emotions, I'm like, oh yeah, let's see what else she's gonna do. Let's let's see what happens. <laughs> she was really cute. She's so yes. adorable. Really cute. So I feel like two people that I need to mention that we haven't mentioned, and I thought somebody else would pick really quick. I won't take too much time, but uh, Song Kong, like mm-hmm. he was in both. He sweet home at the end of 2020, and then he was in Naviera, and then nevertheless, like he is on a streak, he is doing amazing, and he's definitely kind of rising up into the um firmly strong lead man territory. Um, and so 2020 and 2021 have been his year, I feel mm-hmm. like. And then Agreed. um this one may not be for Korea, Korea might be like, oh yeah, we've been watching him in movies forever and we know how amazing he is. But I think outside of Korea, it might've been the year of like, oh, who is that? Park Hee-soon, who was the um, gangster bad guy in my name. Ah. And then he was the detective in Dr. Brain, which Kay Muse and I are the only ones that watched that when he popped up in there, we were like, yay! He's so, he just, he's really good at being the bad guy and also being hot at the same time, which is a good thing for K-Muse. It's just important to her. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like, again, it's probably not a breakout role at all for him. He's, he's a seasoned actor. He's been in lots of movies, but because of the directors taking on dramas that are on Netflix or on Apple Plus, we get to see him on the small screen where we have it. And so that's exciting. Okay, so next category is favorite OTP. And we can have more than one if you just have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you just have to share, you can have more than one. And so I'm supposed to start and I'm looking at my list and I've got three, but only because I wanted to make sure that if they were mentioned that they got mentioned. And then I didn't mention some that I know others are going to (laughs) mention. 
<laughs> it's very complicated on your list. <laughs> so here's what I'll do. I'll quickly mention the two couples that I mentioned in the first, the mid-year review, the day of becoming you couple and sword and the brocade couple. They still stayed very strong and high up in my list just because of how amazing and committed they were to each other and just how much I loved watching them be a couple on screen. So those are from early on. But then I also, and I know nobody else is going to mention this because I don't know that anybody else finished and loved them as much as I did, but you are my spring couple. Mm. I just loved how much they took care of each other and how much counseling and, and that kind of thing kind of incorporated into their relationship and how healthy it was for them. And so the, that's my, probably my pick for the second half of the year, maybe is you are my spring couple. For me, uh, it's hard. Cause I'm all like, is other people going to be talking about these? You know, <laughs> I don't want to steal everyone's, but I'm going to go with that happiness couple. They were mm. so awesome and epic and in sync that I just loved them to bits. Mm -hmm. And my second is the word of honor OTP, which oh, was totally swoony, even though they had to go through hoops to like, yeah, it's a Chinese drama, BL drama. And yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it was really good. It was really good. So my favorite is a Chinese drama. And I've gushed about this one all year. And I think even at the end of the year last year, because it was coming and it is the main couple from You're My Glory. Um, you two, who is played by Yang Yang and Chao Jingjing, who is uh, Del Raba Del Murat. I'm butchering all of those names, of course, but they are so cute as a rocket scientist and actress and um i loved the story when it was just an online novel and it translated really i thought that it translated well to the screen i totally thought you were going to do my faded boy so i'm throwing in my faded boy to <laughs> Wait, no, i'm going to do that i haven't one. even watched my oh faded never mind boy. someone else well, is i don't do even that. know what that is you guys yes, i you haven't did. i didn't watch it are you the only one that didn't watch it i watched it I, I watched watch it. it. There's I so much I haven't watched. Oh my goodness. Okay. That so put it on your list. Go on your watch list, Layla. Mm -hmm. You will love it. Absolutely. So. Oh no, it's on my list. Okay. <laughs> I could have sworn you watched it because that is <laughs> such your kind of drama. Oh yeah. It was right up your alley. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's on my list, but I don't think I have um, something. You know, what happens is, is that I'm so slow to start these dramas and then you guys start watching it. And one person who has similar taste than me is like, well, this happens. And I'm like, Ooh, abort mission. And, um, I don't remember. I don't remember. Did I never I don't start think this drama one? geek got into it, but the rest of us loved it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you will yeah. like it. Promise. I haven't, I haven't watched, um, I don't think I even started this one, but I think I want to say I've watched My Neighbor Can't Sleep, which is the se the prequel. It is? I don't no, that's something think so. Different. No. no, you're thinking of something different. This was a Nuna romance. Um, you're thinking is it Chinese? Yes. yes. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at it, and it says on my drama list that related content is My Neighbor Can't Sleep. Huh. Mm, okay, well, so I don't know. Well, I didn't have to watch My Neighbor Can't Sleep to in order to enjoy My Faded Boy. I think you should watch it. All right, I'll add it. I'm adding it right yeah. now. Good. Because it's not on my list. I thought it was, but it's not. I need somebody to take me underhand and, and go through my list with me. Apparently, I've missed a lot of stuff. You know we'll do it. I've slept a lot. <laughs> Sleeping's good, too. I don't do that enough. Anyway, so favorite OTP for me, I will second the happiness couple. I loved them so much, and I gushed enough in our Patreon episode. I don't think I need to gush anymore. But my my second OTP that's not really an OTP, but it's still an OTP, is... um from Nadiera, the, mm-hmm. oh, I can't even remember the names, but Song Kong and, the, and the, the old man, just their friendship was so good and so deep to have formed as quickly as it did. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of relationships, they're just enjoyable to watch because you can see the loyalty and the trust. So whether or not it's romantic, it was, it was wonderful to watch and it was an OTP for me. Hey, guess what, guys? You're right. I'm wrong. I've watched this. It wasn't on my list and I don't know why. I know, I know. I'm high maintenance. I love you. <laughs> so for me, uh, my OTP favorite was definitely the happiness couple. And then my second one was my faded boy. So let's all just <laughs> name one to begin with, and then you can add yours later. <laughs> so that everybody gets the love. <laughs> no one can be left out no we love them all they'll get mentioned we promise you are okay sorry i'm like i usually get to introduce this category because everybody knows how (laughs) cinematography is my thing but all right so best cinematography in a drama and i'll do one and then on the off chance that drama geek doesn't do the other because i know that she's the only one that's watched either of mine So for me, Lost had some amazing cinematography and it was so gorgeously shot. It's not a drama for everyone. I don't necessarily recommend that you all jump and go watch this drama immediately, but the cinematography was phenomenal and so many meanings between every little teeny detail and it was gorgeous. So that's definitely my top for favorite cinematography this year. Okay, mine is the devil judge. Mm. <laughs> Apparently, I did something right. Listen to that. Mm. <laughs> and just everything, the set, and and it had that whole film noir feel about it. And I just, I mean, it's G Sung, mm. <laughs> and he is cinematography in himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he is the view. So I mean I could I could watch that all day. So um so there we go. Okay. So I'm I'm torn between two. And since there doesn't seem to be a you can only have one rule, I'm gonna use them both. <laughs> so Judy San, I didn't finish just because the story got boring and I never went back. But I love mountains and they had some really, 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 really <laughs> pretty shots of mountains. So I don't care about much else in that drama, but the mountain was pretty. But it seems so yeah. fake to me. Some of it, it got, was, but the it drone got shots... better in the second half. 
Oh, see, the first few it. episodes were total green screen and they were trying to do all these action sequences and stuff. And I really didn't like them. But in the second half, they went more with just realistic mountain shots and it got better. Yeah. So, because I got up through episode eight and by then they definitely kind of hit their stride. Yeah, I finished and it did definitely got better on the cinematography, but I cannot forgive him for the really bad CGI in the first <laughs> few episodes. So that's I, definitely not on my list. I just okay. couldn't. Eh, it's all good. I, like I, I said, started it, but I couldn't finish it. I, I got, I got bored. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we won't talk about it anyway. And then <laughs> Nadia again, just because I still have saved on my phone, a shot from that final dance between the two. It was just so beautifully shot and the moody lighting of the stage and their beautiful costumes and just the lines of the dance, of course, and just everything. It was just, it was pretty and I liked it. Oh, okay. So for me, I, um, there was a Chinese drama called Rattan mm-hmm. and it had amazing scenes. And just um, as we all know, I am the person who really cares about cinematography amongst all of us. And so um, what I can say is the way that they made it all pretty. Yeah, I liked it. So that's, that's, that's my um, take on that. Um, And as well as our beloved summer, I'm really enjoying just how beautifully shot this is. Even for someone like me, I'm really enjoying it. So mine is not beautiful. Mine's the opposite. It was disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) But but Squid Game, part of the reason it went viral is the sets and the the way the way it was shot. It that's I mean, that's why we have so many memes of it and just everything. Like it really stuck out the everything that they did to the mood and just everything like there was so much thought put into every part of that drama um so I think it kind of stands out among the rest when it comes to cinematography the one that I thought you might say Mm. that I didn't want to steal yours was Dr. Brain and while there were parts that weren't as well done like I don't think the fight sequences or the cat sequences were as well done (laughs) but all of the horror and the just the oddness of it the director Mm -hmm. really got the weird vibe down pat for classic horror like Frankenstein Jekyll and Hyde all those classic cinema horror shows it fit right in and it was beautifully done so Dr. Brain also gets on the list oh now we get to talk about the best kiss or swoony moment <laughs> now shirts can be involved in swoony moments um so i really you're my glory is hands down the drama that i think has stuck with me the most this year and there's a scene where they are dating and they're still keeping their relationship on the down low but she is at a um on a movie set out in the middle of nowhere in the desert and a jeep arrives and he gets out 
and walks over to her and everybody just melts because he's only there for like a day and he shows up out of the middle of nowhere middle of the desert just to see her for a couple of hours y'all sign me up (laughs) (laughs) i mean that that is and and the whole way that this couple looks at each other it's it's so sweet and so romantic and (sighs) (laughs) and so swoony and swoony i i swooned and then re-swooned after i rewound it a couple of times (laughs) (laughs) ultimate swoony moment all right so for me it was the swoony moment that actually sold me on actually watching happiness so that that kiss at the end because it was being played as an advertisement through vicky and so some people would be shouting spoiler spoiler and i'm like no this makes me want to watch the drama good job <laughs> so the the kiss and happiness and the elevator scene before the kiss i don't remember how far before but um if you want to know more about that you'd have to go listen to our happiest happiness episode on patreon because i don't want to spoil but let's just say uh, the elevator was pivotal pivotal i can talk <laughs> oh for me too um so just hands down i think that the happiness kiss um is the one that stands out for me and I, it stands out not just for this year but it's like one of my favorite kiss scenes um, uh, you know there's a bunch but it's uh it's definitely in the collection now because it was super swoony so um just the just the circumstances and it was just lovely so anyway yeah so the happiness kiss i second it um okay so i have one from the day of becoming you it's where she's drunk in the street and then they have to like swap and then all of a sudden he's drunk or something i can't remember (laughs) which one was drunk first but then they swap bodies because they kiss and then there's a confession and it's just like the whole scene is just one of the like swooniest uh, moments of the drama because it's, you know, been leading up for a while of him finally confessing to her and letting him know, letting her know that he does care about her. And then, and they almost do it before they swap bodies and then they swap bodies. And so it was, I really enjoyed that one. And then they're not, they don't end up being my swooniest, uh, OTP of the year and they didn't make my list for that but this moment is definitely one of the hottest moments of the year is um the bath scene from Red Oh Sleeve. yes <laughs> I second that too oh, yeah yes. they're they're Junho even posted it <laughs> him just standing in the back because he he had to to skip a couple of meals for that scene so he was mm-hmm. like I'm gonna make sure everybody sees it I'm gonna put it on my Instagram <laughs> but it is one of those moments where like he's taking his kingly bath he's a prince at the time he's taking his princely bath and she's the maid she's helping out and oops she slips and falls into the bathtub with him as one does oops (laughs) as one does when Junho has his shirt open and he's standing there (laughs) but it was it was it was directed really well and they did a great job and it is it, it even if you don't like historical it's dramas you don't have swoony. to watch the whole thing just look it up watch it it's great hey for mine i actually have three <laughs> one of them one of them is actually a kiss 
And that was in King's Affection. I thought it was filmed really well. While they're not necessarily one of my all-time favorite OTPs of the year, they were good. But the kisses were totally on point and really well filmed and so good. And And when have we ever had a king making in kingly garb she's in her kingly garb making out with one of the um the eunuchs the, no well he was <laughs> not eunuchs the no, the, a, the, the scholar yeah yeah he was like they filmed it so well and it was just done like and she was the one who took control and pulled yeah him i down. love that she was the always the aggressor <laughs> yeah. so yeah it was that really well was done amazing. and then yeah. just on all over swoony vibes through the whole show uh my faded boy totally mm. swoony especially in the second two thirds once they start really clicking with their relationship and then of course word of honor which was all the swoons not a lot of physical anything but so swoony and so they have to go on the list they did a good really good job of filming them in ways where they could have been holding hands but they weren't holding hands and like implying stuff that was really deep good. longing yeah. gazes yeah it was really yeah. good so. All right. So now we're on to the best non-Korean drama of the year. And I have a couple. I have one that's kind of in the running, but kind of not because it got really complicated in the last episode and it hasn't finished yet. But I've been loving Rainless Love in a, or Rainless Love in a Godless oh. Land. <laughs> that one. That is just, one complicated story. Oh, yeah. Episodes 11 and 12. I've just been like, OK, I need Wait, to like what? write this out and figure exactly. this out. So I need I'm, a murder board where I can like put like make all the strings and be like, okay, now this happened. And then no, they said this and now I have to turn it this way. Yeah. I agree. Yep. So I'm having hopes that episode 13, which is the final episode, will wrap it up because I've heard that this writer does a good job with the ending after leading you through a very complicated journey. So mm. I'm trusting that. All right. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that one aside, since I don't know the ending, I'm going to have to say, be yourself, which is a Chinese cismance. And it's a coming of age college drama. And I just loved it from the very beginning because the girls, you know, they come in and they don't know each other, but they're going to live in the same dorm for the next four years. And it explored, you know, they weren't Insta friends. They had to work to become friends. And then once they were, they were really solid and backed each other up and in- encouraged each other to grow and to change and to cheer each other on. And I just, I really loved it. It was, it was the, the cismance I didn't know I needed but it just it was wonderful and I think I watched it this summer I can't remember but it was it was fantastic so for me my best non-Korean drama of the year was My Fated Boy um it came at a time where I needed something that was just a little bit swoony just a little bit like just a a couple that you could really get behind and root for and I just felt like this was just a really it was a solid drama the way that they connected with one another made me happy. So I really, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. It's a Nuna romance, but you, you know, she, she's really a little less mature than he is in some ways. And then they, (laughs) you know, so they have some reversed roles. It's just, it's well done. I probably, I didn't watch a whole lot outside of the Korean. Well, no, I guess I did watch several Chinese dramas. Anyway, you finished um, I, three. I did. <laughs> I finished three. Um, but I've mentioned it several times, but the day of becoming you. Um, and then I also loved word of honor. Those are the two that I feel stood out the most for me of the ones that I watched. 
And for me, all my favorites have been mentioned, but I will also throw in Rebel Princess, which is kind of a power couple take on the empire and all these political shenanigans and all kinds of stuff. And it follows the girl as she's a young teenager into her later years, um, being politically married and then falling eventually in love with her husband. It's really well done. I enjoyed it. And even though there's a few blips here or there on realistically, there's this 30 year old woman playing a teenager. If you get past that time period, it really blends into a really great story. And it has that very classic Chinese historical feel that we don't necessarily get very much right now. And so I highly recommend. I have to say, I think you're my glory. That, that was the one drama that I enjoyed the most. And that was a Chinese drama. So, you know, it had my outstanding, it didn't have a lot of drama between the couple. They had like normal lives and the strife in the story was more to do with um, normal problems that people have. And I appreciated that, but it, it was a Chinese drama. And I think that, um, especially for my mood and my lack of follow through this year, that, that has to be at the top of my list. (laughs) All right. So we're going to move on to best emotional moment in a drama. Um, so we've talked a lot about happiness. And so I, I think there are a bunch of really emotional moments in that drama. There's a scene on the rooftop that is like really emotional and really hit me. Um, but for me, the one that is standing out is in the in red sleeves when the king dies and mm. his grandson, Junho, is, I mean, just that scene together. Oh, it was, it was really amazing. Junho is an amazing actor. Um, he's, he is, you know, has transcended that idol actor piece and he's just a great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought he did an incredible job with that. Um, and, and the also, grandfather. I was just going to say in the grand, grandfather yeah. as well. Yeah. So I, I, all I have to say is yellow boxes. And I hope <laughs> a lot of people know what that is. Like, I think that it evokes a, an image if you watched Move to Heaven and you know exactly mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of because there were so many emotional moments in that series, but it can all kind of be summed up in, into the yellow boxes because um, it was such a great emotional thing to be able with everything that's going on around us right now and the idea of death in general of giving people uh, uh, it once they die, the, the reverence that those yellow boxes represented and and to be, appreciate their lives in a certain way of being able to like um, really filter it down and kind of think about like what ends up in the yellow box, not just for myself of like one day, what's going to end up in my yellow box, but also just the people around me and all that kind of stuff. Like, I just felt like that was one of the most emotional um, parts of any drama that I watched this year was, was that those yellow boxes in move to heaven that's a good one. Yeah. For me, I have two. I'm going to say one because I know no one else has mentioned it that watched it. And the other one I'm going to save to the end just in case. <laughs> okay. 
So my first one is between the in um, King's Affection, mm-hmm. and it's with our King, and there's an end scene. I won't spoil it because, um, you know, there's issues, but it's their final battle of wits against each other. There's an end scene between the king and the evil grandfather and just the Mm -hmm. writing and the dialogue and the filming of expressions and everything uh, performances come together to create a really powerful scene that is definitely going to be stuck in my memory. And it was just a wonderful battle of wits that you don't see very often in historical Seiguk's dramas because usually you have the big battles of you know your warriors and everyone's killing off each other and that but this isn't what that is and it was a really beautifully done scene and so that's my favorite the female lead doesn't always especially in a in a, a historical they don't usually get to be a part of that pivotal moment and because um she's playing she's the king you know, she got to do so many things that a lot of the male actors get to do. And she just did phenomenal. She the, was amazing. So. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> my emotional moment is going to come from the devil judge. Mm. And it's when his niece hates him and has no idea what he went through to rescue her Mm. from that church oh yes yes (laughs) um because she doesn't remember anything that happened she knows he was there but i just that whole image of the um politician lady stepping and crushing oh yeah the little Mm -hmm. girl literally crushing her and then jisung's character finding her and his brother's dead his brother's wife is dead and it's just oh so heartbreaking so so heartbreaking all right so for me it actually came from inspector Koo because there's a point in which our inspector falls down to the bottom of a really deep shaft and as she's falling she well not as she's falling but as she's laying there at the bottom of the shaft because people have It's an unused air shaft of some sort because it's got a fan at the top. But people have thrown trash down there and she's kind of semi-hallucinating but mostly just confronting herself and everything that she's been hiding from since the death of her husband. And it's it's a self-reckoning. She just, she realizes that she needs to change. She needs to change. Like she needs to stop drinking. She needs to stop. What was the other thing? Some it's another vice that she was pursuing and, her gaming um no not that no actually. she never finishes that <laughs> no and it went and there's like this bag of chips land sticks to her and she's like i'll give up snacks oh wait no i won't <laughs> but the the alcoholism and just the recognizing that she needs to be okay leaning on other people and that and she needs to acknowledge that she leans on them i thought that was a fantastic character revelation moment for her and it it made me like her even more. She was kind of, she's, she's going to keep being eccentric, but she's going to be smart. And this was her just kind of finally taking charge and saying, okay, I can now move past my grief and move into something a little more productive, not past move through. 
All right. A drama you wish you could recast, but keep the same oh, wait, story. I have one more. Oh. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. See, that's I was why you pausing save it to, to the make end. sure it was done. <laughs> All right. So no one mentioned I liked in Devil's Judge when Jisung hits the absolute bottom. It's about two thirds, maybe a little past that into the show and just completely has a meltdown. And that is like the best scene. Amazing. It's like it broke your heart. No. Mm. So. Yeah. Yep, right. that's mine. And I don't <laughs> want to give more details or it goes into spoilers. And so I will just say Ji Sung's performance through all of that show, best emotional moment. <laughs> so a drama you wish you could recast, but keep the same story or keep the cast and change the story. Um, and that second half was added because of me, <laughs> because <laughs> I want a do-over with the cast from Doom at Your Service, mm-hmm. but a different writer. I want a different writer and the same <laughs> cast, and I Agreed. want it to be really good. <laughs> same. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and I also agree. And surprisingly, that is not my pick, though. Yeah. For me, I want to recast Mouse. I want to keep Isangi because he was mm-hmm. awesome. But all the other characters were just not good. (laughs) Well, they just the director did not direct them well. Um, It was very flat. They were definitely not actors that had that extra ability to emote. And it came through. And so I wish I could just cast a little bit better quality of actors there and keep the story because the story was so that crap crazy that <laughs> it was fun but i needed better actors to get other people to watch it <laughs> so i i actually had doom on my list <laughs> we recap that and everybody understands it, read my recaps i had issues i had lots and lots of issues Especially, I think we had PTSD recapping after that one because we haven't recapped anything since. And and you know what? I haven't been able to finish anything hardly since then. PTSD from really bad writing. Really, really bad writing. And I just, I don't have the patience for really bad writing. And I am not somebody who can just watch something because Opa is in it. And... Mm -hmm. Oh, if we hadn't recapped that, I don't think I would have finished it. I'm so scarred. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I have one for each of these categories. So, and it's usually just one. Well, for the drama, you wish could recast, but keep the same story. I only want to recast one specific person and it's falling into your smile, which was a Chinese drama with Xu Kai. And I like him a lot. But the female lead that they cast him across from just felt like a block of wood. And like, I, I don't know. I endured a few episodes before I was like, I just can't do this anymore because she's not responding to this man. And she's supposed to be smiling and there's no smiles. And it's just just like, no. And then aside from Doom, keep the cast and change the story. I think maybe Sisyphus. 
I think that could have been a better story. And I really think that Park Shin Hai did a great job as an action um, action character, action-oriented character. And I just, I think, I don't know, because we've talked about it and we've probably beaten it to death, but I just, I think with a few changes to the writing and the way that the ending was portrayed, it could have been stronger. So for me, um, Doom definitely would be keep the cast, but rewrite the story. And I'd like to recast and rewrite the story for <laughs> the, for the, I mean, just keep some of the kids, but Lovers of the Red Sun, it had. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Right? I mean, it, it had potential and it like, did. it just, it needed better writing. It needed some recasting just mm-hmm. it could have been more okay so favorite cismance or bromance and surprisingly mine is very similar to my favorite ensemble list <laughs> <laughs> but i the one that i didn't mention then was devil's judge uh mm. the bromance between the two male leads was beyond epic and definitely one of the best relationships that I've seen in a drama in a long time for a bromance. So that gets my pick. All right. So I've already mentioned my favorite cismance, which is be yourself. The, the girls in uh, the college age girls coming of age favorite bromance would be at a distance. Spring is green. Just because Uh, I love the sunshine one with the grumpy one. That's one of my favorite uh periods. Oh boy. So mine was going to be the bromance in Devil's Judge. Um, <laughs> but I will say that my favorite cismance is actually in Red Sleeves, that just the the court lady girls. Um, they just, I love how they support each other and giggle together. And it's, it's really sweet. I really have enjoyed them. I like that the story focuses on that part and shows like, again, she has options other than becoming the concubine. And that yes. option is just being a family with her court ladies that they don't get the option of marrying or anything like that. So that is their family. So I really enjoy that, that as too. well. Yeah. But um, so my favorite um, cismance is the female lead um, from You Are My Spring. And then she ends up in this weird relationship with his ex-wife. <laughs> it was really good. Who is an actress. And so she's like famous and, and mm. she's just like so oddball out there, but they end up having like the sweetest relationship and I loved them. And then I also kind of the same, a similar situation happens in hometown cha-cha-cha where he ends up becoming really good friends with with the guy that the second lead so like the second lead and her and the main guy are really good friends and I love when you have that where it's not that annoying second lead guy or girl that won't leave them alone and keeps clinging to them but instead ends up forming this really nice relationship and so I think for both of those you had a very similar the two guys and two girls end up being friends and it um, ends up with a really fun relationship and then another sorry I have to throw out one more because (laughs) Kane used didn't mention it but she loves dimples in King's affection and his (laughs) his romance with uh Rowoon was really sweet and he was a really great character 
in that. So that was a nice, and because she's the king, it was kind of the three of them being bros together, but not really bros because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) she's, she's not actually the king. She's the princess or whatever. So, yeah. Well, and I think we do just have to throw in hospital playlist. I know it won Mm. like all of Mm. our lists last year, uh, but season two continued on with the great bromantic relationships. And so I agree. The other one that I definitely think needs to be on the list. So moving on from friendship, how about the best action sequences? Um, My pick is Vincenzo, but I didn't finish it. And that was really all I liked about the first part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So mine actually comes from Taxi Driver. And I think I'm the only one that watched it. Mm -hmm. But there's a part where E.J. Hoon, he we've joked about it on the discord where it's a guy in his taxi. But anyway, so he has this taxi that converts and then he can add things on because his super genius mechanics have added things so that he can take on the bad guys a little bit better. And so he has this like almost like a cattle guard. It's kind of this just huge metallic thing that he can strap to the front of his car to use to scoop up other cars. And that's what he does. He's chasing a bad guy. He manages somehow he has the time to pull over get the cattle guard on the front and then go and chase after this corrupt cop and flip his car. And so Ooh. it wasn't totally believable, but it was really fun to watch. Oh goodness. My favorite action sequences were in my name. I loved this leading girl so much leading lady and just the fight scenes were incredible. And then you had the sexy gangster guy and you mm. had, I mean, it was just, it was, mm. Fight scene after fight scene after fight. I just, I wanted to like, I wanted knives and I wanted to like learn how to do all that. And like, and it's probably best that I don't, but I can at least watch it. So yeah, my name had some of the best action sequences. So that would have been my pick, but I'm going to mention um, Word of Honor. Yeah, that was my second too. (laughs) Yeah, they had a lot of, they used um, fans fans and stuff like the different the nuts and the different things (laughs) (laughs) they were really good at using the props because they also had the little sword that was his belt and so like he'd take out his sword from his belt and then um I think that the younger guy ended up getting a, a bracelet did it was it a bracelet that turned into something I don't remember but they were really good and they were also very beautiful to watch a lot of times. Like there was just a lot of, um, I, there was one in particular where he's trying to get him to reveal his identity and they're fighting each other. And because they can't show actual like hand holding or whatever, the fighting is, is kind of, uh, flirting. So they're flirting and they're fighting and then he, they land on a boat and then he ends up knocking him in the water and that's how his disguise kind of comes off or whatever. And that whole sequence was just uh, so really beautiful and just fun to watch. Um, for me, I agree with all of you guys. Uh, my name is definitely up there as well as Word of Honor. And the one I like, I've only watched two episodes of it. So I can't say for the whole show. However, uh, 
we have action sequences. And I think like movement is also kind of an action. So I loved on red sleeve where they would have the girl running through the palace and the way it panned and filmed her. Mm. And I thought that was so brilliantly done. Just the action of like the movement was filmed of, you know, people like shifting around and moving and falling into rivers and all that kind of stuff. Like the movement was so gorgeously filmed in that, that I'm going to add that to the list. I have no clue if there's action sequences later on, who knows, but the first two episodes, all of the movement and how they had to um, film that. And it is kind of like an action shot, you know, in its own way. And so I'm going to add that to the list. How did I end up introducing this one? (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I have questions. (laughs) Anyway, hashtag McNay needs more abs. <laughs> <laughs> it's why I always have to introduce cinematography. Usually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, so the category is dramas you wish you had more ab had more ab shots. Um, <laughs> do them at your service to distract from the story. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so my answer is. All of them, obviously. Like <laughs> we can still any drama if we just add some more. Um, but specifically, happiness. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had all of the perfect setup to be able to have ab shots. First of all, Parkinchik is home from the military. So, like, he's in good shape, he's ready for, you know, and we've got zombies and injuries. So it would have been such an easy thing to just sort of like, um, like, like they did with Udo Juan in um, uh, my country, right? Like we can have the like oh. wrapping his ribs, or, you know what I mean? Like, or, or an angsty shower scene. I mean, there really could have been so many other directorial choices if I had been in charge. Um, I mean, also the fact that they're like stuck in an apartment building, Um, I just feel that really more abs would have really like they thought serial killer. Why not more abs? I just don't understand. (laughs) That's all. Um, Those were my two uh, choices. So if you have watched those and you think you need more, my suggestions are to go watch King's Affection, Red Sleeve, um, Devil's Judge. There's lots of robes, abs. Uh, at everything. And then um, also Yumi cells. Those are my suggestions. If you feel like you've lacked any abs this year, go to those and you will, you'll be satisfied. For me, I'm actually going to say lost because the leading man, I can't remember his name. What's his name, Jenny? Oh, don't ask me that. It's Rio. Well, I don't know. I can't remember. I have anyway, to look he was at in 1988. Oh, oh. Yeah. yes. So he's in Lost and his hair. styling is his hair is long and it's the best styling I've ever seen on him. And mm-hmm. it's so sexy and it would be the perfect show to have some super angsty shower scenes in mm-hmm. like the angst was already dripping. We could have thrown in a shower scene. And that's totally a lost opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it's Rio Junior. Yes. 
Yeah. I love him. I yeah. what show is this? Lost. Lost. It's they were depressed. depressed. So like fast forward oh, anything that doesn't have why, the main yes. couple. The main couple story is really good, but the director makes all the other couples or everyone else in the show is also depressed. So yeah. just watch their story and that it's a really sense. solid story. Well, and her dad starts losing some has some, having some memory loss issues in the like for like by episode four or something. And so it definitely it just, I don't know. It kind of touches into that, mm, but he okay. passes away from old age. Of course. Before he yeah. loses all his memory. Yeah. But they get some really good con- like character growth through with the dad story yeah. arc. Yeah. So it's not like as traumatically sad as a lot of times they are. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So but anywho, it was really good. Well, there was a traumatically sad lack of ab shots in Jerry Sand. There was. Oh. <laughs> he always is flashing his abs, isn't he? And like he's a he's a frequent ab flasher. <laughs> I mean, he he definitely meets the criteria of someone that you would want to showcase the hard work that he has put into his body. And you know, he's he's in a hospital bed. There's no reason to have a shirt on. Um, so true if you think about he's in a coma who would even know all of the exercise all of the outdoor scenes of exercising they don't need shirts that show has everyone buttoned up to the nth degree in every scene like there is no even like t-shirt shots it's like seriously layers upon layers upon layers of clothes the whole show probably really cold if they were actually filming anywhere near the mountains so Possibly, but there could be a collarbone shown at least occasionally. <laughs> I'm sorry, when I'm going out later to take my trash out, my collarbone is going to be hidden. There were scenes it's in buildings. Like it wasn't degrees. all outside. There was a lot of building scenes and well, they still firmly park it up. Maybe yeah. you're hiding your collarbone while you take out the trash because you don't want the zombies to <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for part one of our end of year review. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 